One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Went on a date with a guy I met through Craigslist. Well, a date. I went to a guy's apartment to watch a movie. It was a foolish move. He lived close to me in Midtown Manhattan. First, when I got there, he welcomed me and was an exceptionally good host, made me a drink, etc. Then he had every drug option at his disposal neatly laid out. He was like, this is my weed, my coke, my whiskey, my bong, and my pipe. So, you know, this is all the things I have. I don't like feeling like there's more hiding somewhere, so this is everything, and help yourself. So I smoked a little weed, and we watched a movie. He started talking about how he wasn't over his ex. Then he told me that when his girlfriend broke up with him, he wanted her to change her mind, so he faked a quote act of unaliving himself end quote, attempt to get her attention. He showed me a large scar along his torso shaped like a big letter I. He had flayed his chest like an autopsy cut a line down the middle and a horizontal line at the top and bottom, and flapped open his skin, laying bleeding on the balcony awaiting her. I tried to act like this was in any way a normal or acceptable story and casually took my leave. I figured screaming wouldn't go over well. He continued to text me for months, asking to hang out, and I wouldn't answer. Finally, one day when he texted that he missed me and loved me, 
I told him quite firmly that it was impossible to miss me or love me, as he only met me once for like an hour and doesn't know me at all. I told him not to text me anymore. Thank God that worked. This guy is a complete psycho. Bought a probably stolen radar detector for $300 under MSRP from a drunk drug addict in the middle of the night in a bad neighborhood and didn't think it was a bad idea until it was well and over with. My old hobby used to be collecting and testing radar detectors. At one point I had five detectors, a laser jammer, and two radar guns. Total collection cost was well over $1,000. I spent a lot of time searching Craigslist for good deals. I found one model that retailed for around $350 for sale for $60, so I immediately jumped on the deal. I called the person up, set up a meeting time at their house, and off I went. The neighborhood was in the middle of St. Paul, Minnesota, and I was born and raised in a fairly nice, no-crime suburb. Very naive. I get to the address and the lights are off. I call the number and it rings to a totally different person I spoke with earlier. They told me to go around the back of the building and knock on the door at the bottom of the stairs. So around I go. I get to the door and it's a basement apartment so there's only one way in or out and there I am at this door with a weak-ass little flickering light bulb. I bang on the door and hear a massive dog barking, but not much else. I bang again, and eventually this very small, skinny, skittish woman answers the door and asks me in. I sit in her nasty living room or kitchen while she rummages through a bag looking for the detector. She's pulling out digital cameras, cell phones, all sorts of random electronics, while trying to sell me each of those also. Each comes with a story of where she got them. Cousin's camera, kid's phone, neighbor's whatever, and so on. She finally finds it, and tells me the price which was $15 higher than we had agreed before I came I did have the presence of mind not to bring more cash than I needed, and she was insistent on the full price. So she offers to drive me to a gas station where I can get cash. Sure, why not, I think. We pull up to a super America full of gang banger looking people being very loud, and the cashier is yelling back at them through inch thick glass, saying that it's time to close and they gotta get out. Where I came from all super Americas were open 24-7 and had never had a barrier between the customer and the cashier. Cash is had, back in her car, and I'm thinking, sweet, time to go back so I can get my loot. But she had other things planned. We head off to a liquor store a few blocks away, and she runs and grabs a bottle of something, and we take off again. We then pull up to someone else's house or apartment, and she runs off again and comes back about ten minutes later, and we head out. We finally get back to her apartment, and she hands me the detector. I hop in my car, test it out, thank her, then leave. It wasn't until I was halfway home where I realized how shady and dangerous what I'd just done was. I could have easily been robbed multiple times that night. Best thing was, I didn't tell anyone where I was going either, so if something had happened to me, no one would have known where to look. Perhaps I'm overreacting. Something happened today that I want to share and hear thoughts on. A friend forwarded me a Craigslist ad for some dolls with a decent amount of extras. I collect dolls for $50 an exceptionally good price for how much stuff it was. I emailed and got no response so thought, oh well, someone beat me to it. 
At 9.45 p.m., I got an email saying, Sorry, I've been out all day. When can you pick up? Sent from an iPhone. I responded, I could pick up tomorrow. What time and where? Got no response, so went to bed. So the next morning, I was dragging from the time change, so don't check my email until 10 a.m. There was an email from the person saying, I waited at the chapel school 10 minutes, and you're not here, so I'm leaving. Sent from an iPhone. I write back that I'm very sorry. I didn't get any emails last night before going to bed and just got up. I didn't know I had an appointment. I'm happy to come by your home if that's convenient. It's a 30 minutes drive. She emails back it's fine, can meet me in an hour at the school. I googled it to find there are two chapel schools in that town, so emailed asking which one it is. Deafening silence, no response. Since I already stood her up once and potentially missed this fantastic deal I was going, so jumped in my car and emailed again, saying which school I picked of the two listed, and I was on my way. I get there, it's the weekend so the school is closed. I never got any return email specifying which exact school it was, so hoped it was the right one. Within five minutes, a black SUV pulls up next to me with a pleasant-looking couple in their late thirties and two large dogs in the back seat. The guy is driving. He stays in the driver's seat. The woman gets out holding a large closed box. She says I can look through it if I want as I hand her $50. The woman is still talking. We're standing at the right front fender of her SUV. I see the guy get out of the car and walk to the back of the vehicle. I thought he was maybe checking on the dogs from the back hatch, but no, he walks around the rear of the vehicle and comes up behind me in my blind spot. I turn to look at him with a startled look because it's so odd. He has a blank-looking half-smile on his face and won't make eye contact. My skin started to crawl, I got that sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. I became acutely aware of there being not another soul around. There was no reason for him to have gotten out of the car. The transaction was over. They had effectively trapped me between the two vehicles. I threw the box in the car while keeping an eye on the guy and bolted out of there. If his intent had been to keep his wife safe during the transaction, why did he wait until the money had been exchanged to get out of the car? And why go the long way around the whole car to come up behind me, when the shortest distance to his wife was around the front we were closest to? Who goes to the trouble of loading two big dogs in a SUV for a three-minute ride? It appeared they lived close by since she was so willing to make a second appointment when I didn't show to the first. I think the dogs were meant to be a distraction. I honestly wonder if this was a dry run for a kidnapping, and they got cold feet when they saw I would not be an easy target. It was seriously creepy. I'm not the type of person who sees danger behind every tree. There was definitely something off about the whole thing. Found a room for rent. Paid the deposit because the renter said some girl was about to come back and put the money down if I didn't first. He seemed okay, so I got the money, handed it over, and signed the lease. I got a call two days before moving in from him. He said he'd been arrested and wouldn't be there to let me in I didn't have a key yet. But I had to move out, so he offered me the option of giving me my money back and searching for a new apartment two days before I had to move. I showed up at his place to get the deposit. He wasn't there. I called and his number had been disconnected. I found a subletter on Craigslist the next day thankfully, saw the place, and found the room I was moving into was sopping wet. 
He said he'd just had it shampooed so it'd be dry in 24 hours. 24 hours later, the place was still wet and reeked of mildew. I couldn't move my stuff into the room, but I had to move out of my old place. So I gave him the deposit and moved in. I slept on the couch that night, went to work, and found he'd spent my deposit on electronics. Turns out, he was behind payments from his landlord and was about to be evicted. And the floor was still wet approximately 48 hours later. I demanded my money back since the landlord was kicking him out. Obviously, he didn't have it. So, a friend of mine came to the rescue, put me up in his place for a month free of charge. While I searched, I found a third place. It was fine for the time being. The roommates were nice. The room sucked. Hi all, been a lurker for a while. I love this subreddit and I've got an experience to post that my boyfriend and I went through just a few days ago. This is long, but here goes. I'm still scared. We recently moved to Salem, Massachusetts a couple of weeks ago and had a place set up with roommates, but it fell through at the last minute and we were left stranded with nowhere to go for the night. We walked to a nearby town to try and find a place to sleep for the night until we were able to figure things out. Boyfriend is working, and I'm still looking for a job and have several interviews next week. Anyways, to the story. So after having nowhere to go and being desperate, it's also around 3am. So my boyfriend posts a Craigslist ad reaching out for help. I know Craigslist is risky, and this story is why. Someone responded to the ad and offered us a place and we found our way to the address. When we got there, an old disheveled and very dirty looking man was at this garage on a big hill littered with old camper trailers and abandoned vehicles. It looked like a literal junkyard. We introduce ourselves, and he tells us he's got a place in this shack in an attic. My boyfriend was sketched out and so was I, but we were so exhausted from walking all night that we really really needed sleep so we took it. The attic was filthy and cold 40 degrees or less, and there was a dirty mattress and some blankets. He said he took in a junkie couple, but they left without notice months ago. Really sketchy, but I needed to sleep. He let us sleep for the day, and when we woke up, we decided to go to a nearby McDonald's to charge our phones and see if any friends answered if we could stay with them temporarily. The guy Richard starts texting my phone and leaving me voicemails saying how we don't trust him and why did we leave. So I sent a text back saying we were charging our phones and we'd be back to talk to him. After that he sent me a text saying in all caps, I guess you don't trust me bye, I'm like WTF. So I call him and explain the situation and he starts saying how we need to come back so he can talk to us about the place. We come back and he's very visibly drunk. He starts rambling on about how he's not a child molester, and how we're stupid for going to McDonald's to charge our phones, and we're stupid for buying food at McDonald's because he has food for us. I wanted to leave then, but I don't know anyone here, my boyfriend does, but his friends all live with their parents, and everyone said no to us staying with them. So, boyfriend goes to the store to get smokes, and I stayed behind to help creepy Richard with some stuff in the yard. He starts almost interrogating me asking would I die for boyfriend, do I trust him, how much do I love him. I tell him yes I trust him and I love him. He tells me I'm stupid and that he's just gonna leave me and it won't work out. We've been together three years and are very close. He would never leave me because we're very loyal to each other. 
Richard then stands up and starts kind of darting around back and forth around me, like he's staring at me and around me, kind of like he's trying to read me. I asked him what he was doing because it made me uncomfortable, and he shook his head as if coming out of a trance and apologized. Then he said I was stupid for trusting my boyfriend, and he then says again how he... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. He's not a child molester. No one even said anything remotely relevant to this, so it was suspicious that he kept trying to stress to us he wasn't a molester. Then he tells me that he's a mean person and has been accused of killing and raping people, but that he's not a rapist, but he's killed someone. I start panicking and boyfriend returns. We are alone in the attic, and I tell him what happened with Richard and he's panicked, and we're not sure what to do because no one can take us in, and we didn't have enough money for a motel until a few days later when he got paid. So we try to stick it out a bit and decide if Richard tries something we can protect ourselves. Next day, boyfriend goes to work and I'm there alone and scared. I have my phone and am able to talk to boyfriend while he's at work. Richard keeps finding excuses to come up to the attic and talk to me. He asks me if I want to take a shower at some random guy's house I don't know. I said no and made up an excuse about not wanting to get sick with wet hair. He asks again and again trying to convince me and I said no I'm not leaving without boyfriend. He finally leaves me alone about it but still keeps finding excuses to come talk to me. Boyfriend finally comes back after work and I'm really panicked and crying and begging to leave. We figure something out and are able to get to his mom's. That night Richard comes back up to the attic saying he's got to talk to boyfriend and I go with him into his camper trailer with boyfriend. There's a computer monitor hooked up to a TV. With a naked woman, there's stacks of adult pornography DVDs all over. The place reeks of a horrid smell we can't describe. I wanted to leave right then. Finally we attempt to sleep one more night there and around 4am in the shack below us, we hear lots of banging and hammering and all kinds of loud noises. We're both panicked and stay quiet since he's right below us. We hear him talking to himself in full conversation as if someone was around. No, he wasn't on his phone. After about an hour, he comes up there and starts asking boyfriend to help him with some heavy loading of junk into a truck. Boyfriend says no and explains we're leaving and we have to be somewhere to catch the train at a specific time that morning. Richard gets visibly irritated and tries to keep us there again. Finally, we're able to leave. Boyfriend's mom gets us, and I start crying and begging to please not take us back there. She's confused because she doesn't know what's happened because boyfriend was scared to tell her. Finally, we tell her the whole story, and she's concerned and empathetic with us. She says she's going to make sure we don't go back. This is now one day later I'm writing this, and we found a friend who's letting us crash for a few weeks until we save up some paychecks. I was looking on Craigslist to see about apartment rentals, and I see Richard's ads about needing a female roommate and wants pictures and such. I knew it was him because he said he was moving to Maine soon, and he told us a lot about his plan to move to Maine. 
There's currently about eight ads on Craigslist, all from him looking for a female roommate in Salem, and he's 53 years old, named Richard, and moving to Maine. This scared me even more, because I don't know if he's trying to lure in females or not. If boyfriend never showed up from work, I know I'd probably be dead now. I got horrible vibes from the man and honestly thought we'd die there. I have his phone number and wanted to see if I could find his full name to do an internet arrest search. I was unable to get results without paying and I can't afford that. I'm debating placing an anonymous call to the cops about his address and what he's saying about he killed someone and everyone says he's a molester. I never want to see that place again. A few years ago, I met a guy on Craigslist in the casual encounter section. At that time, I didn't know what he looked like, but he had a chilled out vibe. He described himself to me, and after talking for about a week or two, he sent me some regular pictures of himself with his family no, not the kind you might be thinking, just normal pictures from their trips to Disney when they were younger. This guy was single, not like many others on casual encounters who were cheating on their partners. He had a family with two parents, two younger brothers, and a sister, so it seemed like he was a genuinely single guy just looking to connect with someone. I was a bit confused when he sent me pictures of himself from when he was 18 to 19 years old, even though he was in his late 20s at that time. I was in my mid-30s and not actively looking for casual hookups, but I also didn't want to be lonely all the time. Living alone made me feel really lonely, and I disliked having no one around. Of course, I wasn't so desperate that I would hang out with strange or random men, but I realized I didn't have good social skills to meet new people, especially guys I was interested in. I would only go on dating apps or sites in the evenings just out of curiosity, but most of the time, I didn't have much luck with them. As a girl, I got a lot of matches and messages from guys, but they all seemed to send the same boring and stereotypical responses like, Hey, how are you? And, You're cute. The few guys who were different and interesting often didn't look attractive to me or weren't my type at all. Ben, my friend, told me about the casual encounter section on Craigslist, where she had found a couple of good, decent guys. It was hard to believe, but I thought I'd give it a try. At that point, I had been chatting with this guy for about three to four weeks before deciding to meet him. We didn't talk every single night, but on average, we would chat every other night. During our conversations, we shared stories about our past, what we like to do, and our future plans. He was studying to become a car mechanic at a university close to where I lived, just about a 4-5 to five minute drive or a 15-20 to 20 minute walk away. Since we were so near, I thought it was a good time to suggest meeting up. It was a bit strange that he hadn't brought it up himself, especially because other guys on dating apps usually wanted to meet right away, and I understood why. But this guy, on the other hand, seemed a bit withdrawn and just seemed like he was happy to have chats online forever. But that's not what I wanted, as I wanted a real-life relationship and a connection with someone in person, not just through a computer screen. As time went on, we reached the one-month mark. Things were getting a bit ridiculous by then. Even though I had many people interested on other dating apps, I found myself liking this guy more than any of them. I had spent a lot of time talking to him learning about his goals, future plans, and values on many evenings. Obviously, this guy was attractive, especially based on the pictures he sent me when he was 19. But when we finally planned to meet up, 
I was in for a surprise. I tried to meet him twice. The first time he cancelled at the last moment, saying he was busy and needed to reschedule. I was quite annoyed, to say the least. But then, on the second time we tried to meet, we agreed to meet at a local bar. Before that, we planned to meet halfway between our homes and walk the rest of the way to the bar together. The idea was to get to know each other better while walking and then grab a drink. After that, he said he would walk me back to the halfway point and then we would go our separate ways. I wanted to keep our home addresses private until I was sure he wasn't a stalker or a creep. So, there I was on a Saturday evening. It was still light outside and very warm because it was summer. I was even sweating a little as I walked to the halfway point. I was looking forward to going to the bar and having some cool drinks, enjoying the air conditioning inside to cool off. I waited at the meeting point at 1.30, which was the time we had agreed to meet. But when I arrived at the meeting point, he wasn't there. I thought it wasn't a big deal. He might be running late due to something important or had some other urgent matter to attend to before meeting me. I understand that guys can be late for various reasons, and I'm not the type to get upset about it. I decided to wait patiently without getting upset. But here's an important part of the story. Sadly, I didn't bring my phone with me. So, I was standing there without any way to contact anyone or receive any messages. I stood there on the busy street with just my bag and clothes. It felt awkward just waiting there on the sidewalk. His place was above the shopping area, so there were many people around, making it hard to figure out who he was because I had only seen pictures of him when he was ten years younger. I was confused and waited for about twenty minutes past our agreed meeting time, which was almost two o'clock. I decided to give him another five to ten minutes, checking the time on my watch. But after waiting for forty whole minutes, I felt like a fool standing in the same spot, looking silly and waiting for nothing. God knows what all the people thought of me, let alone the people that lived behind and above the shops on this street. Eventually, I ended up walking home. I can't believe it. This guy had literally abandoned the date, and because I didn't know where he lived, I didn't know what to do. When I got back home and got through the door, I put my bag down and went to my room. I picked up my phone, which was charging at the time. I looked at my phone to find almost 100 missed messages and calls from this guy, all of them describing how I looked, how pretty, beautiful, and cute I was standing there all by myself. I immediately felt sick, and an awful heavy feeling hit me in my gut. This guy had just been watching me and basically doing stuff to himself while I was standing on the street. It was awful to discover that the halfway point was probably where he lived and he had been doing inappropriate things while watching me from his window. I felt disgusted. I reported him to the police right away and blocked him on all platforms, even deleting my Craigslist account and blocking his phone number. After that experience, I decided never to meet anyone online through dating apps or Craigslist again. Instead, I started meeting people in real life by joining clubs and communities. I suggest everyone do the same because there are just too many creeps out there and it's disgusting. Stay safe and meet people in a more secure and genuine way. Looking for housing on Craigslist. Perhaps my worst idea yet. Here's how the worst of it went down. Me. Hi, is the room you have advertised still available? Poster. Yes, I am available. I'm a brown-haired, brown-eyed male, 
190 pounds, 6 foot 2, physically very fit, funny, and very witty. M. Um, okay, that's nice. P. I'm a single male, hope you don't mind. I'm a good man, and I've always respected the ladies. M. I'd gaff that you're single, or male. I'm just looking for a room. Is the one in the ad still available? How much is rent? May I see some pictures of the place? P. You don't have to be a bitch. Send me a picture of yourself. Wearing something sexy. Are you a non-smoker? You don't really need pictures, but I'll only send one until you send me one of yourself. It will be like a game. M. This isn't going to work out. P. But you don't understand I love the ladies. I only blame myself for expecting more from this community. Was looking to rent a room for the summer for an internship. The landlady seemed nice. The room was at the side of the fairly old house. When I went to inspect the room at first it was dirty, but she promised me it would be clean. Well, when I arrived for my first day, it was dirtier than I visited earlier. Landlady was not around to open the door and asked me to climb over the wall to enter the house. Once I had done that, she promptly informed me that I could not use any other part of the house other than my room, not even access the kitchen for water. Additionally, she tried to impose timings for using the bathroom for morning showers before work and established a cleaning procedure for the bathroom after every use. She also sent me report cards on how clean the bathroom every day by email. Also, there were spiders everywhere. I decided to move out in a week, but she refused to return the deposit and tried to track me down later. All in all, a most unpleasant experience. I was getting dinner with a group of my friends on my 17th birthday. As we are eating our meal, my friend's phone starts blowing up with text tons of people saying they are interested in his Craigslist post. He was really confused because he hadn't posted on Craigslist in months, so naturally we all pull out our phones to find what people could be inquiring about. My first stop was the personals section. Sure enough, an ad had been posted 15 minutes prior on the Men Seeking Men page with a picture of my buddy, lengthy physical description and all of his contact info. Someone was obviously messing with him by posting that ad, but he never asked around to find out who did it out of embarrassment. 